Welcome to the 188th episode of the Cracked Die Podcast. Hooray! Zoop, zoop, shaboop, doop, boop, doop, indeed. I'm green. <laughs> there you go. If anyone was wondering how I was feeling today, that is how I feel, children. That's good. That's good. That's uh, it's a positive feeling, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Oh, no. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, man, we're good. I, I have a question for my fellow nerds out there. Christine and I have a habit of whenever we go somewhere, we I say we, I try and find and then drag Christine to a local game store. I mean, he says this like I'm not a nerd on an actual play podcast for Pathfinder. (laughs) No, I know. But like, I actively search these locations out. You, if we find one, are like, yeah, let's go in. That's true. So I'm wondering, what's the coolest game store you've gone to so far? So your assumption is that we all do this? Well, I'm assuming you've all been to more than one game store. This is just a way for me to segue into, I'm going to Alaska, so is Christine. We're going to Alaska soon, and my coworker just came back from Alaska, and he told me about a game store he went to. And I looked it up just because I was interested, and we're gonna be at the same port that he was at. And the game store is on the first floor, but above it is a Masonic temple. And I think that's going to win for me as the weirdest, coolest game store. That does sound pretty. Yeah. Weirdest, coolest is the best way to describe it for sure. Right. They also do a lot of things for local artists, apparently, and like have art on the walls and stuff. So we might be coming back with some art. Who knows? It's fun. So... The coolest game store that I've ever been to really wasn't technically a game store. It was in Stockholm in Sweden, and it was literally called the Science Fiction Bookstore. (laughs) Okay, that works. But the basement was like just all games and stuff, so I think it qualifies. But this place was amazing. Just had tons and tons of things. I could have been like there for days, but, um, you know, they had to drag me out because we had to go (laughs) to someplace else the next day. So did you cry? I would have cried. I was maybe a little bit. I might have shed a tear. So if people listening don't know this, but I grew up from sixth grade to finishing school. I grew up in Hawaii. And when I went back for my 10 year high school reunion and took Christine and I was like, I have to show you the game store that I would always go to growing up. Bear in mind, Sean graduated high school, moved out to go to college. Hasn't been back in 10 years. Yes, I graduated high school in 04 and I hadn't been back. So I walk in, the guy looks up, same guy who's worked there. He goes, oh, hey, Sean, how are you? Where have you been? Oh, (laughs) the mainland for 10 years. Yeah, I don't live here anymore. That's so cute, though. It was very cute and very sweet. It was, but I was very shocked. I was like, whoa. I mean, I pretty sure I single-handedly kept that store open for a couple years because of the <laughs> amount of things I bought there. But yeah, it was a weird moment. I was like, how, what? Oh, uh, oh, hi. <laughs> I was going to ask, like, did he have that rapport with him? Were you like, you were on a first name basis? No, not at all. Everything was very transactional every time I went in there. But if anyone's in Hawaii or going to Hawaii, check out other realms. They still are around. They've just moved locations, but it's a great game store. Well, speaking of cute little spots, here you are in Kovlar after dealing with all of the problems, we could say. So before we get uh, get too far, I just want to give a shout out to Colombia, where we've been trending over the past weeks or so. Hey, Colombia, 
What's up? Right? Yeah. Thank you. Hey, thank you, Columbia. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Keep it up. Tell your friends and your parents <laughs> and their friends and go to the store and put it on all the Apple devices. You know the deal. Just uh, get them downloads going. And if it's not too much to ask, it would very much help the, the trajectory of the podcast and put us on different places so other countries can also listen to us. If you can go ahead and give us a review on your favorite platform of choice, whether it be Spotify or the Apple One or whichever. But yeah, please do give us some ratings. Yeah, if you do, I will attempt to read it in not that I can read well anyway, but especially if it's in like another language, I will try and translate using the Googles. Did you pause there because you don't know what language people in Colombia speak? I wanted to say Spanish, but I didn't want to make a fool of myself. Okay. Well, you would be correct. The official language is Spanish. All right. That's it. Wrap up the podcast. It's over. I got something right. Sean was right about one thing. All right. So back to Kovlar, right? Yeah, back to Kovlar. Yep. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, as one of our native Spanish speakers, I'll be happy to translate whatever is written in Spanish. Thank you. <laughs> okay, back to Kovlar. Whole never mind. Uh, Kovlar. No, no. <laughs> Kovlar, you guys went and found the hidden forge, so it's not so hidden anymore. You captured two people there, dealt with a weird undead forge spirit thing, freed all of the people who were captured there, found out that there was possibly Scarlet Triad connections here, and now you are escorting the two captured Droskar worshippers and slavers out of the hidden forge. Where are you taking them? Because if I remember correctly, the head of the Guild of Arms was recently arrested. Well, we'll just have to take him to the Guild of Legs. <laughs> okay, I'll sit myself out. <laughs> I'm sorry, not the Guild of Arms. The Stonemason's Guild, Chisel Rock, was recently arrested. Well, then I guess we can take him to the Guild of Arms and be like, yo. Hey, you guys had a problem with these folks, right? We checked out the problem. Yo, we solved it. I mean, we sort of solved it. There's still more to go and poke at, but yes. <laughs> Maybe they could send in reinforcements. We can also check out, because wasn't one of the people that we found, they weren't a guild leader, but they were like important in one of the guilds? Zemek. Zemek. That is the person we found. Yes, you've saved two people. You saved Zamok and... Algret. But Algret was last time. Yes. Algret was the totally not an actual operating prison. Correct. Which guild is it with like asked us to check out the walls anyway that Twintel went to check out because the stonemason guy was like, yeah, they're fine. And they were not, in fact, fine. I'll joiner Garnus. Do we want to talk to them about it? About the Shadow Forge, sure. And the captives we have? Yeah, absolutely. Alrighty, let's try to find Aldrinner. Sure. So they're located in their guild hall shopping area, because if you remember, they're the leader of the Carpenter's Guild. So the Carpenter's Guild and the Anvilers Guild kind of work very close to each other, and they have a little shopping plaza where they'll work, and then they'll bring their goods out to the tents out front in the bazaar and sell their goods there. So... You see Aljorner staining what looks like a very beautiful wooden bow. And she looks up at you and says, oh, hello. How are you? We are well. We wanted to uh, come see you as we have, we believe, located the Shadow Forge, or at least part of it. And we captured two people who were keeping others prisoner there. 
One would be a, a human, which I assume is a member of the Scarlet Triad, and the other looks like a, a Durgar. What do you mean keeping prisoners there? So they had been keeping prisoners. They had been keeping, I believe, citizens of Kovlar and uh, some traders as well who had come to trade with your imprisoned. And they were forcing them to forge equipment as well as some of them they were forced to push a big wheel in a circle for no purpose other than torture. Oh, that is most upsetting and disconcerting. I would recommend taking them to the Guild of Arms as they are the town guard as well as they will start the due process that captives get. Okay, and where would that be? She gives you directions to the north of the city. If you're looking at the map, there's a bunch of houses, it looks like houses and stuff at the very north near the wall. All the red buildings that are like very similar. Yeah, those are all barracks as well as training grounds. And the reason they're so close to the walls is should they fail, they're going to be the first group that can deal with any of the undead that tries to storm the castle. Okay, to the north. To the north. Are we interrogating them at all on the way? We should. Can we do that, John? Yeah, absolutely. Shove bamboo shoots up their nails, or what are you guys doing? Just making them walk in front of us, I think. Or in the midst of us, probably, since there's a good number of us. So, uh, didn't work out quite like you wanted, I guess. You know, getting caught and turned over to the authorities. They just stare at you, staring daggers at you, trying to stare through you if they could. All right, well... I appreciate you keeping that ring because that certainly proves a point we were trying to make previously. And also, I think you're going to have some good company with your boy uh, Chisel Rock. You see they kind of both look at each other and then look back kind of forward into the ground. You can tell that they didn't know that Chisel Rock had been caught. So who hired who in this situation? Who came up with the plan and found the others? As you look at the human, the very tall lady, you do notice that she does have a Scarlet Triad logo sewn into her clothes. It's still a question Soraya poses to the two of them just to see, do they answer her? Nope. Who gets in her face? What's your name? Are you yelling at the tall human? Yes. She spits in your face. Ooh, I'll intimidate her. All right, give me an intimidation. Soraya just visibly bristling when that happens. She's like, not okay with that. Yeah, fuck you, lady. 22 on the die. No, just kidding. It was uh, three on the die for a 22 total. Three on the die for a total of 22. So I've seen D24s before, but I didn't know we had those in Foundry. <laughs> so that's a fail. She extra spits. She just kind of looks back to the ground after she spits at Ooh. So do we know what exactly would happen to them? Like, what is the law for such, I guess, treason? So again, worship of Droskar is not illegal. It is very frowned upon. So much so that there is no official temple. That's why the Hidden Forge existed. They're going to be tried for slavery, which is illegal here. They will be put up, and if they are found guilty, the punishment would be indentured servitude for a set time, most likely a couple of years, and then they would be released if found that they've repaid their debts. If not, then they would probably just be jailed. Wait, so slavery is frowned upon, but indentured servitude, however, or is this a Hammurabi's code sort of thing? 
Yeah. Okay. I mean, at worst, they'll be put out to like clear the walls of debris and stuff out front of it, but then they would be near where the undead creatures are. So, I could have sworn that we had uncovered a plot that they'd wanted to take over the city itself. Yes, that is what you've gathered. But I mean, if they can prove that, sure. Did we have a confession from the guy who was selling shitty wares? Yeah, he said that they threatened him or something. Yeah, he said that they were trying to arm a bunch of people. And we know they were trying to forge these unbreakable shields to try and mount a coup. So wouldn't they also be tried for treason? How would that? How would that work? I'm just trying to form a case to which Brianna would try and get more information if this is what we're trying to do. Is that what we're trying to do as we're walking, guys? Trying to get more information, yeah. But I guess the question is, like, are these two... Like, we can prove these two were slavers. We can't prove that they were involved in any of the other things. They're not in charge. They're clearly not in charge. Okay. That's as much steam as I have, then. If I was going to try and do a a leniency thing, but I don't know. I mean, we could always say, you know, what's what's going to hurt more? Your leader finding out that, well, you hear that we found you, we stopped you, or the constabulary going easy on you because you help us find said leader. You see the tall human look at you and say, I'm merely doing what is best for the world. And that is? Bringing together enough power to help. Bye. I was sent here to make sure that this one, and she gestures with her head towards the Dwergar, didn't mess things up, which he obviously had by leaving loose ends for you to find us. We've been operating here for a while, and we've been able to do it without being detected. We bring this creature into our fold, and now look, she gestures with her manacled hands. Now I'm in chains and cannot assist with our great work. And what exactly is that great work then? What good are you bringing to the world? Help us to understand you better, she says as kindly as she can. Small-minded individuals such as yourself wouldn't be able to understand what we are trying to do. (laughs) Careful, you're the one who is in manacles. You're also the one with a vastly shorter lifespan and much more limited scope of perception, so please enlighten me. And you're not green. Says the elf to the human. (laughs) (laughs) Just because you are long-lived does not make you wise. And just because you're in chains doesn't mean you enjoy it. That's non-sequiturs. Look, I get it. You're tough. You're doing this for the greater good or whatever, but we beat Belmazog. We we brought their temple crumbling to the ground. We beat Laslin. And not only did we beat Laslin in the quarry, but we saved all of the prisoners there. And we're going to beat Embermead. Now, you can either help us with it or not. It really doesn't matter, because in the end, we're going to win. In your group, you're going to be what you always were, losers. And sorry, what was that about always being a step ahead if we've done all that already? Come now. Surely you simply telling us what you already want to say and profess and spread upon the world makes no difference to do it now. I've said enough for now. I will wait to speak to the magistrate. I'm getting a little frustrated with this person. I'm going to cast suggestion on them and tell them that they really would feel better if they relieved themselves. Oh, no, they're going to pee on themselves. Just watch. Yeah, geez, great. Okay, do I make a save on that? Yeah, it's a uh, will save. Will save. Okay. 33. Oof. Okay, so on a fail, what happens? 
target immediately follows your suggestion. The spell has a duration of one minute or until the target has completed the finite suggestion or the suggestion becomes self-destructive or has other obvious negative effects. All right. So first off, they do relieve themselves right there. Oh, come on. Piddle on the floor. How dignified. Look, I was sent here to keep a watch over Kralgrun here. K-R-A-L-G-U-R-N. Just can't take you seriously since you've wet yourself like a little babby. I'm on order from Embermead to supervise this Dwergar here. I was lucky enough to recover some valuables from up above, and I was able to hand them off, if you will. However, that's all I was here for. The fact that I was found and that you've taken me captive is nothing. Embermead is the leader of this group, and we've been coming in and out of town for months now, using the Hidden Forge to go back to our training grounds, if you will. What is Embermead's greatest fear? Commitment? I don't know. Twin Town will look at Knife Sword like, eh? Uh, why do I try? Okay. <laughs> so if the human is not giving us any information, what's the Dwergar doing? Just being silent and following along? Yeah. And then every now and then they kind of nod in agreement of what the human is saying. So, Twintown will talk to the Dwergar. So where are you from? Here. Here? In Kovlar? Why do you sound so shocked? We haven't seen any Dwergar since we've been in town. Yes, that's because they kick most of us into the lower levels or outside. So at one point you were living together and they decided to purge the Durgar out of the city? A lot of us tend to agree with Droskar, the dark smith. Oh, that's it. <laughs> and when worship was frowned upon, most of us left. And I have been the keeper of the hidden forge ever since. Oh, you personally then? Yes, lifelong worshiper. Congratulations. First time caller? First time smither. So what first attracted you to the Master of the Dark Furnace? The fact that practice can make perfect and the only way to practice is to tirelessly work. Sounds very American. I mean, uh, (laughs) (laughs) sorry, sorry, Uh, sorry, hit a nerve there. Gotta pick that angle up by its bootstraps. (laughs) (laughs) But at the expense of your well-being. Yes, how else will the metal be folded or shields made? Mortals are inherently weak-willed and lazy. And it's our job, the righteous, to push the faithful right up to where the worker begins to suffer. Idleness is a rot that creeps and grows. And for a day to pass without some effort made at work is to invite moral decay. You must be so fond at parties. (laughs) See, it is that kind of constant toiling that unfortunately tends to break down the machine even further. How can you temper a blade if you're constantly putting it in the fire? It will shatter. You have to give it time. Yes, but any road to glory is a road well-traveled. That has nothing to do with... Okay. Uh... (laughs) If if any road to glory is one well-traveled, why not one where you can... Oh, I don't know, take a moment to recover, should you... I don't know, pour molten metal all over your hand or a foot or break something too many times where it's to the point where anything you touch then just nothing comes out correctly. It's, it's a very defeatist 
kind of attitude. You're just a cog. He doesn't care about you. Why do you follow him? We, Fateful, will continue toiling as each repetition of a task increases our skill and hones us to be a better weapon for Droskar. And what does Droskar do for you? What do your gods do for you? Well, I can show you plenty, she says as like a ripple of fire goes through her and you can see it in her eyes. (laughs) You see, it is the thoughts and the teachings of my deity to show mercy, to show redemption and piety, which is why we're having this conversation in the first place. I'll be more than happy to continue this conversation, but I feel like inevitably it will be a repetition of of teachings that have clearly been beaten into you as opposed to truly believed and loved. Are we there yet? (laughs) Yep, you guys make it there. (laughs) Well done. So as you reach the guard tower and the barracks, you see the head of guild. You see Commander Grokar Hammersong at the gates. Kind of looks at you. I'm assuming you guys are going to hand off the captives. We come bearing prisoners, possibly treasonous ones. Get them! Yes, I will take them and we'll jail them and we'll begin the process of prosecuting them in the morning. Hold on, hold on. How do we know we can trust you? How do we know you two, three aren't in cahoots? You're gonna have to trust us? How would we prove it to you? I don't know, you can have them, I don't don't really care. Take them off my hands, I don't want to look their ugly mugs anymore. They spit on me, I don't like that. I trip the tall lady as she goes by. As she falls over, the ring on her finger falls off. I snatch it. I think you took it previously, the, the sapphire one? Oh, yeah. She looks at you upset and angrily, and they get let off into the jail cell. Bye, bitch. So it's about 9.30 at night for your characters. So maybe it's time to go back to the inn, get a good night's sleep, and start again in the morning? Yes! Unless if we need to hurry... Twin Talon and Anu can go on their date. Yes, right now. Okay, good night, everyone, except for Twin Talon and Anu. Have fun. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, aren't you guys going to eat dinner? No? Where are everybody going? I'm so hungry. Oh, look at all the food for you and me. <laughs> Sorry, I go where the backpack goes. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go eat in my room. Have a good night, darling. I love you. Good night. A single candle sits on the table between Ooh and Twin Talon <laughs> with massive amounts of food and mead on the table. Yeah. Please tell me the food is spaghetti. Of course. <laughs> oh, Twin Talon, uh, your eyes glitter in this single <laughs> candle light. And she's got her she's got her <laughs> elbows on the table and her head in her ginormous hands. And she's just staring with this like wide smile on her face. <laughs> ah, okay. Talon's standard Twin Talon style where he has whatever food it is like up under his chin and he's like shoveling it into his face. Twin Talon, Twin Talon, no, no, no. He, and she and she pulls out her, her thing of meat and she's like, here, you need to drink something while, while you're eating your food <laughs> so you don't choke on it because the Lords help you if you choke on it. And she, she just like puts it up to his face. Like, drink it! But in the gesture eat kind of way. Oh, okay, thanks. He'll drink some of the mead or the ale, whatever's in the Caden Kalen mug. It's delicious. Perfect, perfect. Great. I was I was afraid that I would have to decide what that was, and I don't know anything. <laughs> Twin talent, do you like drinking games? Sometimes. Okay, cool. We're going to play a game 
called Truth or Dare. Are you ready? <laughs> and if you want a truth, then you have to drink if you don't answer it. Okay, so like if I ask you a question and you don't want to answer it, then you have to drink. Okay. All right, you go first. Truth or Dare? Truth. Do you have a thing for Brianna? Where's that cup? <laughs> okay, but you gotta, I, I didn't tell you the whole rules. You have to drink the whole thing. But it's, it's bottomless. I can't drink the whole thing. <laughs> well, that's not my problem. You just got, okay, here we go. Waterfall. <laughs> okay, do me. My turn. Okay, truth or dare? Dare, dare, dare. I dare you to go to sleep right now and don't come out of your room until the morning. I, I don't want to do that. I'm going to drink instead. <laughs> okay. All right. Your turn. Truth or dare? Truth. Do you have a thing for me? Ooh, like flutters her eyes. You are a very capable and impressive woman. Thank you. I know. Okay. So truth or dare? That didn't answer the question. You got to finish the whole thing or you got to drink. <laughs> Sure it did. Okay, well, I've eaten all my food, and uh, this was very lovely. No, no, no. You like games. Please, please stay. Oh, I'm so tired. All right, well. Oh, I want to go. It's fine. Oh, it's been a long day. You look so tired. I don't believe you. It's fine. Um, Well, I don't believe you. I just want you to know I love you. And I'm going to go now since you don't want to hang out anymore. Bye. <laughs> Sleep well. I don't believe that I will now. <laughs> it's fine. What who has to understand is that she's going after a rogue. He's good at evasion. Yeah. <laughs> she moves up to her bed. That was quick. Well, Twin Talon didn't want to play any games with me, and he just... He just didn't want to play. Do you want to play a game? Oh, sure. Do you like drinking games? You know I do. Ah! Okay, so we're going to play a game. It's called... Fade to Black. <laughs> so you all wake up the next morning feeling better. Some more than others, I'm sure. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Wait, I got to ask before we actually go to the next day. Rob... Is knife sword in the backpack? Like, I'm guessing we'd be sharing a room then? Well, I mean, there's your room, and then there's the backpack, which is my room. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. fair enough. Then if I could add, like, as Brianna goes to her room, completely forgetting the knife sword's in the backpack, you hear her, like, grumbling and, and like, <laughs> just throws down the backpack. And then she'll like set up for a, a few hours of meditation and contemplation with her deity, less interrupted. I want to I roll a stealth check. And while she's meditating, I'm going to cook up some tea in the backpack and I'm just going to put like a nice chamomile tea next to her and then go hide back in the backpack. Oh. <laughs> That's too cute. Wait, how would that work in terms of roles? Would be a opposed stealth roll or your stealth versus my? My perception it would be his stealth versus your perception dc which is your skill bonus plus 10 so 28 you critically succeed at stealthing the tea <laughs> up there okay and brianna is so engrossed with speaking to seren ray that she does not notice meanwhile twin talon gets back to his room and closes the door and locks it lays down on his bed looks at the door locks takes the chair from the corner of the room goes wedges it under the door handle <laughs> <laughs> then he blows out the candle and settles in. No, who's the sleepwalker? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I think after some time, Brianna will come to and almost like put her hand in the teacup. She's like, ah, oh, 
and then kind of puts two and two together and quietly says thank you as she drinks her tea before sleeps. I'm assuming everyone can imagine how Boo and Soraya are spending the night at this point. <laughs> so... <laughs> if the house is a-rockin', don't come a-knockin'. <laughs> there is definitely some kind of, like, grieve or boot cover or sock on the door. <laughs> I like to think of it's a grieve. <laughs> it's just, it's Ooh's entire grieve, so it, like, still hits the floor hanging off the doorknob. <laughs> It's amazing. I love that. Jasper is curled up in the knee section to sleep. No. All right. So you all wake up the next morning fully rested. All of your spells and reagents restored. You have a breakfast that's brought to you. And yeah, where do you guys want to go? I guess back down into the tunnel, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Could we bring reinforcements today? We don't know what we're coming up against. They would know those tunnels real well. And if we're going to find some other prisoners or something, maybe they can escort them back to town safely. That's not a half bad idea, but what sort of reinforcement could they even spare, I guess, is the concern. You could go ask the Guild of Arms. And I don't know that they know that place particularly well. I think it's hidden location. That's also true. But it might be good to have people maybe at that first room. So if we send people back, there's someone to escort them back into the city. Yeah, that is wise. Okay, let's go and ask then. All right. So you head back to the Guild of... Arms. Arms, thank you. I don't know why I have a hard time remembering. And Commander Grokar Hammersong is there again. Yes, what can I help you with? We would like it if you might give us maybe a soldier or if you yourself would like to participate in this excursion. We are going down to this hidden forge and we are going to go farther than I think yourself have ever gone anywhere. So we would like you to just kind of post up just outside that if we find some people down there who need a rescue in, they might have an escort back to town. Uh, we can try. We are very, uh, strapped right now. I'm not sure if you've noticed, but there seems to be a bit of civil unrest here with certain guild leaders being arrested and taken into custody. Certainly, and, and this is the where it is actually all stemming from, which is why we're trying to quickly solve this for you. So if there is an ability for a small contingent of a unit of some kind. Even if it's just, you know, any, any young new up-and-comers looking to, you know, drop away in their place like that. Really, we're just making sure anyone else we might come across who's been enslaved and forced to toil might have an escort safely back into uh, the uh, city proper. I can send two guards to stand post outside of the door of the hidden forge. Is that what you called it? And if you do find anyone, they will escort them back to town safely. Marvelous. And with that, you get two dwarven guards following you and they stand at the door and wait for you. All right. Oh, and uh, did y'all find out anything about our two friends who done made it to you all yesterday? The prisoners. Well, we were able to find out that the human is named Thea, T-H-E-A. And uh, apparently she is the one who broke into the vault. Apparently Chisel Rock lent Thea his regent's sigil, allowing her to safely enter the vault. Then Thea disguised herself as Fortunate Cord to deceive the guard there, and then to throw additional suspicion on Cord later that night, Thea broke into Cord's house and swapped her regent's sigil for the one that had previously belonged to Chisel Rock. 
Apparently, she thought that the inevitable would have some magical ability to track the missing objects. However, the rune that was stolen were notoriously difficult to affect with magic. She thought that the inevitable's ability to find things would also be able to find the sigil that she used. So we haven't recovered that anti-magic rune, right? We just found her in the sigil. Correct. The anti-magic rune was the thing that was actually stolen from the vault which is why the inevitable's magic abilities don't seem to be able to target it, we think. Yeah, the, the anti-magic thing is, is hard to scry, go figure. Well, shall we head back to the forge? Let's do it. All right, so you head back to the hidden forge with the guards in tow. They, I'm assuming you warn them about the golems as they come in, they dismantle them carefully and they stand guard at the front door where you guys came in from. All right, so down the hallway, I guess. Oh, before we go down the hallway, does it look like overnight someone came through the debris that I scattered there? Oh yeah. Yes, it does. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a plus two bonus to track the footprints if you would like. Okay. That's awesome. I mean, they start pretty simple. They head down to the south. And as you follow the footprints, it leads out into the city proper. So you're outside of Kovlar's walls and you're in an underground passage in Sagarach. Oh, okay. When you say city proper, you mean like the old city that had fallen. Right, right, right. You're now out where all of the undead things are. Oh, no. Cool. <laughs> And as you actually, can you all, I should have had you all roll this before, but can you all give me a secret society roll? Blind. Blind GM roll, please. Because you are schooled in secrets, Christine, you may roll occultism in place. Uh, oh, wait, that's in place of diplomacy. Oh, gather it. Yeah, I thought I had a thing that was like, oh, you're better at spotting like secret society weirdness. Um, You know what? Use occultism if you'd like. And then Rob... Well, all of you, if you would rather roll diplomacy, if it's a better skill for you, you can. So Brianna, Ooh, and Twin Talon, as you guys are walking back to the Hidden Forge, you make some small talk with the guards and they kind of talk to you and give you a little bit more information about the surrounding area. They tell you that there are multiple factions of undead out here, not all of them are evil. Rumor has it that the old king, do you guys remember way back in the beginning when you first came down here, how you learned about a siege and how people starve to death and stuff like that? Yeah. So the king, he's not alive, but he's not quite dead. And there are factions working with him. And then there are factions working against him. And which ones are not evil? The ones working with him. He is not necessarily evil. He made a bad decision. And now he is forever tormented, allegedly, with racking hunger pains and stuck as a ghost and can't move on. Perhaps there is something. Should we encounter this king we can do to help him pass on if that is his wish? So now we jump back to where we were. You guys are walking and tracking. Matt, or whoever wants to try and track these footprints, give me a survival. It was Matt's idea. I will let Matt do it. All right, let's see how I do. Are you trained? 
Am I trained? Yes. Okay, great. All right. So I rolled my secret survival check to see if I can track of the tracks. All right. So you do manage to continue following the tracks, and it looks like it's two sets of footprints. So either one creature with four legs or two creatures with two legs. Judging from the look of boot print, you're assuming it's two people with two legs each. Got it. It looks like there's two of them there. Humanoid? Can I tell about how big they are if they're like human size or dwarven size? Medium sized. They could be humans or dwarves, unclear. Okay, I mean, continue following, I guess. So eventually, and you guys walk for maybe an hour following this path, and you finally reach the end of a tunnel, and there is a door. I will listen at the door. All right, give me a perception check. 39. Oof, okay, 39. Through the door, you hear the sound of weapons clanging against each other. Like training or like fighting or like forging? It's either training or fighting. You're not sure which because it's hard to tell. Swords clanging sound like swords clanging. Okay. Twin Tunnel turn back. Like it sounds like there's some either fighting or sparring going on. Well, we did hear the two opposing groups. Yes. Vienna will move up and raise her shield. Agreed. Oh, which shield are you using? That is a great question. Because you just got that fancy new one. Probably use the fancy new one. All right. So I'm unequipping your spined shield, which has done you very well since book two. But now in book four, you know, we're equipping the reforging shield, which gives your shield 120 hit points. Holy shit. (laughs) Playing with that big voice. And when it gets to 60, it starts to recover. So you don't even have to fix it. It fixes it for you. But if you do fix it, it gets like double hit points back, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. I think I have quick fix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's hardness is 15, which means you're taking 15 points of damage off. Noise. That's so good. It's such a good shield. All right. Has anybody checked if that thing's cursed? The way Sean's talking about it makes me nervous. But why? No. Well, we did strap it on, so. <laughs> I don't think Brianna would know how to do that anyway. So we'll see what happens. Knife Sword didn't say it tasted cursed. It is true. All right, who's opening the door? I'll open the door. All right. This room is dimly lit. The sole source of light is coming from below a metal grate at the center of the room. The ceiling rises to a height of 30 feet above, while shelves stacked with supplies sit against the walls. A flight of stone stairs leads upwards to the northeast. You see four clearly marked Scarlet Triad members fighting with each other, practicing, sparring, that's the word. And as soon as the door opens, they look, and it looks like they're gonna see if they're all their practice that they've been doing pays off. Let's roll for initiative. They all look like the big lady from the other room. The icons do. Yes, that is a generic icon. Okay. If the first thing I'm going to do is quick alchemy, can I roll with crafting? I will let you do that. Heidi, if you want to, you can roll intimidation. Matt, you could use stealth if you want to. Can I use stealth? Yeah, you guys are moving quietly. Or you can use survival because you were tracking. Look at that. All right, Christine, what did you roll? Ugh, I rolled a six for a 32. All right, Matt. Twin Talon got a 45. Jeez. Heidi? 
got a 37. 37. Haya? Brianna also got a 37. Heidi, would you like to go before or after? After you, my dear. Oh, well, thank you, my dear. And Rob, what did you get? I accidentally rolled a blind DM roll, <laughs> and so I got a question mark. Oh, great. You got a 26, because you rolled a 4. It's not quite a 45. <laughs> no. Matt, you go first. Great. All right. So Twin Town's going to move in. 5, 10, 15. So he's going to position himself next to two Scarlet Triad members. And he's going to target the one that's to his west. So he moves up into the right, ends up to the south and to the east of two combatants. And then he's going to target the one to his west. And he's going to say, Thea sent us. He's going to attack her. That's a 42 to hit. That's a, um, hang on, uh, a critical hit. All right. Piercing. Boo. Normal damage. Crit effect. The target can't heal this damage until it has rested at least eight hours. Sheesh. So I think I would rather do my weapons crit effect, which for swords is that they're flat footed essentially until the end of my next turn. All right. So that's 38 damage. And I'm going to put precise debilitation on them. All right. And then he will attack a second time. It's a 33 to hit. That's a hit. Nice. All right. That's 45 damage. Nice. Hell yeah. All right. And Taysani is then going to move up. She's going to kind of swing up into the room on the eastern side of the one to Twin Talons north. All right. I'm unhappy with that because you really hurt my NPC, but you know. They ain't dead yet. Nope. Brianna will follow her compatriots and step in to have the person to Twin Talons left be in front of her. That way she can also hopefully pull the attention to the person who's now to the northwest of her as well. And she will swing, hopefully. 34. Will hit. And she targeted the one in between us? Yes, Matt, you can. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know if either of those two go through, but either 24, 26. 24. You moved in, you smashed him in the face with your scimitar, and now Twin Talon's like, ha ha! 39 to hit. That's a hit. So that's 42 damage. Sir, are you playing Pathfinder or whatever the permits exploding sixes. Shadowrun, was it? I'd love to play Shadowrun. I'd have way more dice. <laughs> <laughs> They're still alive somehow. Haya, you have one more action. This is true. This is true. The cautious part of me says, let's continue raising your shields. And that's what I had said in the very beginning. The other part of me says, ah, that's macaronis. I'll raise the shield since I have the attention of two people, hopefully. Maybe even three. All right. Heidi, it is Ooh's turn. All right. Ooh is going to do some wild and crazy things. I want to go actually 50 feet. I want, I'm already raging, and I would like to use my sudden charge where I'm actually going to just run around all of them, and I'm going to whack this lady right at the northernmost end of the map here, and I would like to slash her face off. Nice. Okay. So you sudden charge, which is two actions and the attack. Alright. Oh no! There was a two on the die for a total of 29. I would like to use my one hero point this game and I would like to reroll please. Alright, since you asked so nicely. Why thank <laughs> you. Alright, let's try again. For a 36, a nine on the die for a 36. That'll hit. Hooray! Nice. Alright. Slap them with my sword for a total of 31. 31 points of damage. Ugh. Yes. All right. You have one more action. I strike again. 
Fuck that lady. <laughs> but it better be. Oh, God. So close. Oh, jeez. The natural one on the die. For total, darling, of 23. 23 is a critical fail. Hero point, someone. It's fine. Can I give her a hero point? Yeah. Yeah, you can. Yes. Yes. Somebody loves me. My girlfriend loves me. She's my wife. <laughs> if you, if y'all didn't know, my wife loves me. Thank you, wifey. All right, let's try, just try one more time. One more time. I'm just saying, you have had two critical failures. The universe is telling you something. That it can only go up from here. Yeah, exactly. What do you get at, Sean? Yeah, there was a great line from a movie, something, something. It can't rain all the time, so we're going to try it again. Four on the die for 26? That is a regular miss. Well, at least it wasn't a critical. Oh, yes. All right. Anything else? I can't do anything else. All right. It's their turn. But we will have to wait till next week (sighs) to see what they're going to do. Critical fail. (laughs) And I can't wait to use an ability on you guys. I'm looking forward to you rolling like you usually do, which is to say how Heidi's been rolling in this past round. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, girl, I love you. You know it. (laughs) It's all right. Well, I guess that's that. Goodness. Goodbye, friends. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye, Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Ciao. Bye. Wish us luck. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Cracked Eye Podcast. Please visit us at crackdiepodcast.com. Pathfinder 2nd Edition and the Age of Ashes Adventure Path are property of Paizo. Background audio was provided by Sirenscape because epic games deserve epic music. Please visit them at sirenscape.com. Additional background music was provided by Epidemic Sound. Please visit them at epidemicsound.com. The Cracked Eye podcast theme was composed by Angelo DiLoretto. He is forever missed. This episode was edited by Nathan. Please visit them on Twitter at at EditingNate. Finally, thank you to all our patrons for assisting us in breathing life into this production. We do not know where we'd be without them. If you'd like to join our Patreon, please visit patreon.com slash podcast. <laughs>